hi everyone welcome back to another episode of doors within great markets time for great markets and i'm super honored and just uh, delighted to have with me uh the legend himself <laughs> victor uh as a as a motor uh, Victor is actually uh, one of the most prominent uh, African innovators and entrepreneurs. And just to give a big, brief background about Victor, um, he is a technology entrepreneur and investor who serves as a board member and advisor to leading fintech and investment firms across Africa. He is Africa partner for Alta Global Ventures, the founder of Swifter Cup, and an advisory board member of Assets and Resource Management. Um, he was also the co-founder of African Diaspora, Diaspora Mentorship and Investment Network. Uh, Victor is also committed to the growth and mentorship for the next generation of talent on the continent, which I really, really love about that. Uh, he also volunteers as a global mentor for the uh, Google Launchpad startup community and the Interaction Design Foundation, where he's the continent manager for Africa. Um, he was educated in Nigeria and the United Kingdom. And he's also the pioneer in the African information technology industry. Uh, beyond that, so I also work at the Christensen Institute, and uh, I also want to give a shout out to Efosa Ojumo. Uh, without him, I won't be able to have known uh, Victor. So I just want to give a shout out to that. He's my boss, and he's a great friend and brother. So uh, credit to him as well. But uh, Victor, it's such an honor for you to be here. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, if you don't Thank mind. You so <laughs> For sure. Um, so yeah, please go ahead. If you can just start by just telling us a little bit about yourself, you know, how you grew up in Nigeria and, you know, how you, you know, went to college, uh, went to London for school and came back. Um, that would be great. Yeah, anyway, uh, um, I, I spent most of my, my the UK experience was just a very, very brief, brief part of uh, uh, in fact, my mother spent more time in the UK than I did. You know, my mother went to <laughs> in the UK uh, to get, get an undergraduate degree. You know, I went there for uh, postgraduates. You know, I'm still supposed to go there back there for my, to, to to finish a PhD, but I don't even know yet. It's, uh, wow! My, my, a friend, my my friends tell me that I'm a masochist by by wanting to go to <laughs> a PhD. You know, at the end of the day. Yes. Uh, like I said, I, I you know I, I spent most of I, my life in Nigeria, yes. even though I, I don't live in Nigeria anymore. Uh, right now, as, as we're talking, I'm, I'm here in Ghana. I spend more time between uh, Ghana, Togo, and uh, uh, US and the UK than than even Nigeria. You know, I haven't been to Nigeria in like two years now. Wow! I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. But, uh, so I, I I was born in Benin City. You know, I, I did uh, love my early education and even university. And even I even did it. Postgraduate in Benin for you know. What? <laughs> my, what? Actually in Benin City. So so uh, when the wow. governor called me recently to actually be be uh, uh, chair the Edo Innovate uh, uh, initiative, and, you know, I was very happy. I was telling them that look. You know, I owe I owe a whole lot to to that state, you know, yeah. to Benin in particular because I I did uh, almost all of my education uh, um, there, you know, yeah. and uh, people find it hard to believe. I actually started um, 
my business there in Benin City too as well. So when wow. I tell people now, yeah, yeah, it's possible. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, can, you don't have to move to Lagos or you don't have to be yeah. in any of the main startup clubs to actually um, get this started. I was just fortunate that I worked with uh, uh, one of the biggest tech companies then at that time, uh, Geisen. Mm-hmm. Geisen took over from that. They actually pioneered, pushed for uh, personal computers in Nigeria. They, yeah. you know, uh, there I. Uh, this was after my national service. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, I worked with them briefly. I, I learned about computers from my uncle. Uh, during national service, I was uh, okay. I'll go back a bit. No, my first degree was in the biological sciences, not totally unrelated to any of all of this because my parents <laughs> wanted. A very young. Yes. Um, felt okay. Doing a first degree in the biological mm-hmm. sciences was pre-med, then you go to America and do, do uh, go to med school. But eventually, I decided I was going to be a medical doctor. Yeah, you know, I done a whole TED, TED, TED talk about that. <laughs> so, yes, I saw it. I saw that TED talk. I will release this again. So, for people who want to know why why I switched, they can go look go look at that TED talk. But you know, eventually, I I discovered tech, and you know, and I took to it. You know, it was something. I, I really, really enjoyed doing. Yep. Uh, I ended up working with Geisen. You know, um, most of all of that was just by accident. I walked into my uncle's office, saw him in front of a PC. Oh, they asked me, do you like this? Yeah, do you want to learn how to use this? Yes. He had this company yeah. um, that, that was uh, the first accountancy and banking training school in Nigeria called Mayo. Yeah. So he, he, he went abroad, uh, learned, and came back and set up that, you know. And a lot of uh, the people in the banking industry in Nigeria and a lot of accountants, a lot of them went through. But, you know, like at, at some point, yeah, he was doing a lot of training for audit, the audit firm, the major audit firms in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so, and um, uh, that was where I did my national service. And init- that was where I got my grounding in financial services or an accounting. All of that, uh, and um, but I was still interested in tech. Yes. So I went, um, and it was crazy. People look at me. Oh, look! You know what? At, at that time, uh, banking was the thing in Nigeria. Yes. Well, I wasn't in mm-hmm. I was more interested. <laughs> my uncle was a banker. He was the CEO of a bank then. Yes. A, a Royal Merchant Bank. Mm-hmm. You know, people were looking at me and said, "Are you?" You know, because the women they took over UBA and all of that. Wow. But I wasn't interested in banking. <laughs> and I had all of the advantages, you know, to be in banking. Mm-hmm. I was more interested in tech. And, you know, the interesting thing was that, you know, this is the kind of family I come from. They actually backed me in what I was interested in, which was one of the things I'm most grateful for. Because when I decided, okay, this is what I want to do. Okay, go. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, I worked with a tech company. Uh, and um, after that, uh, um, one year uh, with Geisen, that was where I actually met my co-founder. You know, he was taking a gap year from school. Strangely, he was mm-hmm. in engineering. Oh, you know, wow. he was interested in engineering. Was more interested in computer science. Mm-hmm. You know, he was forced to take it. You know, because of his grades were very funny. Because he was spending <laughs> more time in the lab, so he, had, he took one year. worked mm-hmm. at Geisen? We were lucky that. The CEO of Geisen was also the head of the Department of Computer Science, late Professor Fatuna. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
you know, now which, uh, I, I, I don't even think there's anybody, there are people like that anymore who are both in academics and, and in, uh, in the private sector. sector. You know. It's hard. It's he hard. was CEO of Dyson, the largest <laughs> uh, uh, tech, tech company in Nigeria at that time. And he was also the HOD of the Department of Computer Science in Unibet. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. So he, he basically gave us, uh, because of his academic background, he just gave us freedom to learn. Wow. You know, we had 40 computers at our disposal. We, had, you know, we, <laughs> we did, like, um, I was learning to go teach. We did a lot of training for corporates like NMPC, Chevron, um, you know, banks. What happened there? Um, you, you know, for me, it was this, the first sign I, I, I saw for me to now realize that this was going to be the future mm-hmm. uh, was Chevron. Uh, uh, Geisen used to sell a lot of typewriters. Yeah. Uh, ty- typewriter business was actually the biggest business at that time. Wow. So, and we, we what supplied, year was this, Uncle Vic? Like, typewriter? This was uh, um, 1990. Okay. So, we supplied, supplied um, 300 um, uh, IBM uh, uh, PC, uh, PC computers to wow. Chevron. Wow, wow, wow. But the secretaries, you know, initially they were, they were doing the typewriter business. So they now supply, you know, they switched <laughs> because the IBM PC came out at that time. Yeah. Um, that was, um, uh, you know, MS-DOS and all of that. Doesn't even, mm-hmm. uh, we ha- they had this uh, word processing uh, product called WordPerfect. WordPerfect. Uh, <laughs> yeah, which a lot of the, the secretaries found so useful because it, that mm-hmm. was using typewriter where you, you know, if you make, if you make a mistake, you know, you're done. But the, the IBM Selectric was, you know, allowed, they used to call them word processors too as well. Mm-hmm. And they had, so the IBM Selectric was really a computer, but, you know, yeah. a hybrid computer and a typewriter. Yes. So they saw a couple of that. They, that was their biggest business then. Mm-hmm. They now introduced what called uh, personal computers. Mm-hmm. And people thought, but mm-hmm. the killer app then was WordPerfect. And uh, you know, then they, they were doing a, uh, the, the this whole thing about desktop publishing, laser printers, everything just came boom. Mm-hmm. Do you know that um, in that year, our typewriter business died because Ooh. these guys returned all of the typewriters. They now focus more on on yeah. computers. Exactly. So we now because we have trained secretaries, trained, so the business just took off. It boomed. Wow. You know, because you know the market accepted this. Mm-hmm. The corporate market just quickly moved to to um, personal computers because it helped a whole lot. Things like spreadsheets. I remember during my uh, national service. Yes. Um, you know the very one of the very first products I learned was Lotus One Two Three, which was the very first spreadsheet. Then. Yeah, oh wow! I, I the first ever consulting thing I did personally. Mm-hmm. Was uh, um, uh, uh, for a young man. His father run, ran Izuku. His father owned Izuku Transport Company. He Agari. He he ran it yeah. for him, and uh, you know, told me to come teach him how to use Lotus One to Three. <laughs> I did that, and it changed the way he was running business totally. So, and he also now introduced me to his friend, who was a uh, we call him a boy from Mosaic. You know, who was <laughs> a trader in Idumata. This guy was he sold forty stocks in Nigeria. Trained the guy on how um, uh, Lotus One Two Three. He transformed his business. You know, totally. He introduced me to yet another trader again. So, you know, for me, 
I had seen how that thing um, could change business. So that's why it was easy for me to go to a guy's scene and um, have corporate training there. Exactly. And that training basically was what, tra- you know, I, I, we, I had a meeting with um, some startup founders today and we tried telling them the importance of market education. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people underestimate what training can do. Exactly. You know, exactly. You know like uh, training, training the secretaries just change everything mm-hmm. uh, for for the markets, you know, uh, for, for, for personal computers in Nigeria. That was it. People yeah. realized that they could actually, bankers were now, uh, um, during my national service, I did, uh, with my uncle, we did a lot of courses for banks, for uh, uh, for credit analysis and uh, marketing. So for credit analysis, that was the first time we now started showing bankers how to use uh, the spreadsheets to actually mm. analyze. Wow. And it, it made all the difference. So uh, my uncle wrote the very first credit policy manual for any bank in Nigeria. So yeah. and he was showing them, okay, look, you know what? You, you can actually use computers to actually make your work easier. I remember uh, Otega Emero, uh, I think it was CEO of Fidelity Bank at some point. So, you know, mm-hmm. Otega, yeah. Otega, Otega. 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 to show Otega, okay, this is how you, you can actually use, uh, give me a template, you know, for, for, for one to three for you to use to analyze credits. Mm-hmm. So it changed, uh, it changed banking, mm-hmm. changed um, um, the corporate world, world, oil and gas, everything. You know, everything just changed. Yeah. So I, for me, I believed that this was the future. So I, and and I felt that okay, look, you know, all other things were were going to be based on it. So why would I go um, mm-hmm. uh, try to be a bankers in future? You know, like uh, even when we. We acquired Nigeria Bank. Uh, yes. Some some on the line. I, I kept telling the bank that look, uh, the future is going to be technology. The future <laughs> is going. To be look at uh, uh, fintechs now. They are they are, they are more valuable than banks. This, uh, this is something I had seen um, uh, decades earlier. So uh, it was why I doubled down on it. And um, yes. when I was doing my, you know, when I after the one year, I didn't know what I wanted to do. You know, it was, <laughs> I was just confused. Yeah, you know, and, uh, I knew. <laughs> I can't see you confused, Uncle Vic. You can never be yeah. confused. No, no, no I, I was young. I was, I was. How old was I? I finished school when I was nineteen, so I was, mm. my, you know, twenty twenty one. So I didn't know what I wanted to do next. Yeah. And my uncle told me, "Okay, look, you know what? Why don't you just try an MBA?" Because like I had this whole, "Oh, should I do ICANN?" Because they were doing ICANN courses there. Should I do this little bankers exam? Should I? Because everybody keeps telling you, "Oh no, you know what? This is what you should do." Mm-hmm. For technology, then, even up till now, to a large extent, there's still no formal track. Yes, you know, for everybody, you know, you're self-taught. So, uh, when you're self-taught, you don't, you start, you have this whole imposter syndrome. Okay, yes. you know, I didn't do computer science. I'm coming from biological science. So mm-hmm. Or do I need some certificates to validate me? In fact, that was even why I went to England to go and do a master's in. Uh, 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 information technology and management because I felt oh, look I never had any formal yeah. you know nobody was going to take me seriously yeah. because <laughs> I, I didn't I, I didn't have any formal credentials in this thing mm-hmm. that I was doing but funny enough um, uh, after my during my uh, MBA uh, a, a former client of ours at Geisen reached out to us mm-hmm. uh, they wanted um 
funny thing, they wanted their secretaries trained on how to actually use uh, WordPerfect at that time. Wow. So I, I did that. And, you know, then, you know, uh, when I was working at Geisen, I didn't have any idea what the billing was. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about how much they charged. Uh, I just did my work and, you know, I enjoyed doing what I was doing, just helping people to understand that okay, this was the future, helping them change. When I now did this uh, project for these guys for two weeks, when I built them, I made more money than I made in a year at Geisen in two weeks. It's crazy. So, and that was it. So yeah. my so I got my, my co-founder, you know, because what, what we wanted to do, we're trying to go to Lagos for an event. The biggest biggest technology event in Nigeria that time, CTO organized by the U.S. Embassy. Told him, look, you know what? This thing is what we should be doing. We're still in school. We're both students. <laughs> and uh, that client was the Federal Department of Agriculture. You know, they had a, a local office in Benin. Um, they also wow. had a, a project uh, where they, they funded initiatives in, in farms and plantations. So one of their project, one of the, it was actually backed by European Economic Commission. So they, they got these farms to uh, um, invest in technology and uh, uh, training to improve their processes. Uh, the people pay for it, then the EEC uh, refunds them what they've spent. So the Okomo Oil Palm Company was one of their projects, and it was the largest agro-allied company in Nigeria at that time. It, it looks at the meaning. So, um, you know, the the guy who was in charge of the project, Frenchman, said, said, okay, look, I'm going to introduce you to this guy, so you need to go there and talk to them. If you convince them, great. Yes. Nobody needs to buy into what, what, you, what, you, what you're doing, because I did it for them, and they were very happy, so they went to, yeah, it told me to go to the farms. I remember the first day trying to go there. They, you know, those guys had no, you know, like the roads were bad. You could only get there with a tipper. <laughs> I had to climb into a tipper. You know, like when I, you know, like Salil uh, is in Australia and his company was just acquired by IBM. I was telling him, look, you know where we came from? We, we came from entering tippers into the jungle. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, like I almost, many times I almost turned back. I said, mm-hmm. what am I doing? Right. Yes. My mates are in, or in bands walking. Why am I climbing tippers to go into the forest? Yes. But yes. it turned out the best thing that ever happened to me. Uh, went there, uh, discovered that, look, it was completely greenfield. These guys, uh, they had computers they were not even using. I, I revived it for them, trained no. them, made so much money, you know, mm-hmm. in one month doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, that I even bought a car when I was still in school. Wow. <laughs> you know? wow. So, you know, then we now decided, okay, look, you know what, let's just um, see what, what else we can do for them. We ended up building an ERP for them from scratch, mm-hmm. you know, automated everything in the plantation. And the luck we had, there was a CEO that came afterward, Mr. John Whitechurch, who has been one of the best influences in my life. He just basically, he told me, look, he could hire uh, a foreigner to come do this, but if he does, if he does that, he's not going to help uh, the local people learn. Yes. So he used to be the former CEO for USD Foods. Mm. He was one that started Mr. B. Wow. He became the CEO. Of, yeah. 
So he's he's still he's in he's in Cornwall. He's one of my you know like it's I owe I owe it all to him. But he gave me that opportunity. Told us, look, I'm giving you these opportunities to start. Yes. And that was it. We made all the mistakes, we learned, we built, and it was of course much more cost effective for them to do that. But mm-hmm. the thing that gave us opportunities and he was the one that also started the Komu Football Club that led to people like Yakuba Egweni, who's uh, now a, a Premier League footballer now. Yes. So, so, so he he just said, "Look, just do it." So we stumbled, do did every made mistakes, and we 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 did everything. Mm-hmm. Um, um, he, he left eventually. Um, he retired. Mm-hmm. Uh, then. Uh, my co-founder also had to move to South Africa, got married. I was mm-hmm. the one running the company alone. Mm-hmm. Um, they were acquired by another Belgian company, Sokrinko, mm-hmm. who okay. wanted us to get what we were doing in four farms all over Africa. And I couldn't, I didn't know how to scale. I didn't know about the internet. I, I was using the internet because, you know, um, I was introduced to it. You know, my uncle got a computer at home. We had, you know, Using it for browse, I didn't realize that this thing was going to uh, fundamentally change businesses at that time until it happened to me. This Indian company could remotely um, deploy their solutions and, and, and communicate with the, uh, with the This Okubo was inside the bush. What's the, the correlation between a farm and the internet? Mm-hmm. At that time, that, yes. that was until this an Indian company now uh, came and helped these guys do those four farms and took our lunch so that mm-hmm. company died that's why 21 people yeah. when that happened yeah. so that was a massive lesson for me mm-hmm. when that happened I had to now go back then my uncle had left banking started this uh, company called Bromley they were, were doing a, uh, we did acquired a bank New Nigeria Bank at first mm-hmm. um, they uh, did an investment in uh, the like with, with, with uh, GSM uh, companies like Direconnect, uh, and um, you know, going there, helping him do all of that, you know, learned a whole lot about um, you know uh, finance and investments and all of that. Uh, but I was still drawn to a stick, you know, uh, you know, but I didn't realize that um, that whole experience of starting Econet was going to now affect life fundamentally much later because learning how um, how you build something as big as that from scratch and also understanding the nitty-gritty of telco uh, was what was very, very useful for me when we started doing um, the next project. I had to revive my company again. Uh, we, wow. we did, we did uh, uh, an SAP project Project Delta, um, you know, has created some SPV. You know, that was a disaster. Uh, even though it was a very profitable project, but eventually, I I, I now ended up going to MTN, uh, worked with the South African partner. They built something which should have been a payment switch, which became a virtualess um, airtime distribution product that they used for about fifteen years in MTN Nigeria. That was doing about a third of their volumes. So. Uh, we it was also deployed in five other MTN um, uh, popcos. Yeah. Then uh, MTN now decided they were going to do mobile payments. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
who gets a license in Nigeria, but they got licenses in other parts of Africa, uh, Uganda, Ghana, Cameroon, DRC, Cote d'Ivoire, you know, no, sorry, not DRC, Cote Brazzaville, uh, you know, they got in about um, nine markets at first, but eventually I think about 13 markets. So we're lucky. Um, same way they, they allowed us in the Komu to just run for MTN. Um, you know, uh, because the partner did not have the resources to actually uh, employ yeah. MTN. Say, um, you guys, you guys do do everything for all of us. So, wow. so we we did that with, and we maintained it. So that was uh, at that time was the biggest project I had ever done. I, then I had I had had a team that we had to ramp up very very quickly <laughs> from zero to sixty people. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, uh, so it was insane, you know, but it was also a phenomenal learning experience. Then I actually now go to see Africa mm-hmm. for what it was. Yeah. Uh, the company, the partner we're working with that actually built the product that they were acquired by Visa in 2011. Okay. Uh, when they were acquired by Visa for $110 billion and I got zero from it. So then <laughs> I okay, look, you know what? Maybe I should start my startup that. <laughs> <laughs> That was when I started my investing journey. That was, that 2011 was just a kick in the past. But but we also I also knew that um, there were gaps. There were a lot of things that we saw that were still not done all over Africa. We actually we set up our first company in Tanzania uh, then, and um, then I now discovered how difficult it was for you know Nigerians. We have we have this stigma. You know, um, it's very, very hard for us to do business. This business it's, it's much easier for other Africans to do business across Africa than for Nigerians to do business across Africa. Wow. You know? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, know it's, it's from the xenophobia to mm. the fact that every, some everybody believes that uh, you are fraudulent right from the very beginning. Mm. I remember the South African company we were trying to work with in uh, anti-money laundering. Mm-hmm. Was it covered that I was Nigerian? <laughs> Took them ten years before we eventually. Now we, we do work with them, but it took us it took us ten years to prove ourselves. Yes. Yeah, that we're not fraudulent. So uh, you know, um, it was very very hard. You know, like I, you know, trying to scale the services business uh, across Africa. You know, I I I learned a whole lot from that. I learned, uh, you know, understood there were a lot of things that needed to still be built, and. Um, what I now did, I did a course at Harvard, the launching new ventures. Oh, I met amazing. this guy, yeah, Joe Fuller, Joe who was the um, uh, founder of Monitor Consulting, eventually Monitor Group. Mm-hmm. You know, he he he. he the first course I did at Harvard was uh, uh, managing professional services firms, which was in 2011. Then I did another one in 2013, launching new ventures. So. Like when you learn about how to manage a services firm and all of that, oh, oh, oh well, I'm good. I'm seeing uh, Morgan standing. But nobody tells you the truth. Hmm? Mm-hmm. This guy was the one who was managing. You know, it's funny. I was saying, wait a minute, this guy should have been on the other, on the other course. Why are you here mm-hmm. launching new ventures? The guy is telling, telling us that, look, there's um, zero equity in the services business. You have to build products. That, this was 2013. So I had funded some startups that died before before that time you know like you know uh, you you 
you try to do something. I mean, this Africa Diaspora Mentorship and Investment Network. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I discovered was that a lot, you know, I was backing a lot of uh, first-time founders who had absolutely no clue about what they were doing. Uh, we thought maybe the, the tech was, was you know, once, once you do the right tech, the market will just accept it, okay? Building a product company is very, very different from building a services company. Uh, services company is, is, is B2B. Product company, most of the time, is B2C. Exactly. Uh, but we learned how <laughs> to do B2B2C because if you are, <laughs> you are building who already, who already have the customers, is phenomenally easier. Yes. Okay. So, um, Jofula basically changed everything, right? rewired everything in my head. So, you know, we decided, okay, look, you know what? As we are investing in companies, we should, can also start doing products by ourselves. Uh, so, I tried to move my company from, you know, it was one of the hardest things. My son was born that year. <laughs> I was trying to transition a services company to a product company. <laughs> I was traveling like also had my own personal health challenge. You know, it was just a whole lot to try to do. So we started this company. Uh, the first company was Merchant and Agent Transaction Services. You know, that, that was, you know, like we, we basically gave banks the idea that you could actually um, have a, a retail agent to do your distribution for you. First bank went in, went in hard, got you know, um, had more agents in Nigeria than you could ever, you could imagine. Mm-hmm. Other banks were still trying to fall. Then before people like Ope went in now, and Ope has basically, <laughs> you know, cornered, cornered everything. And then, you know, the, the Ope raised $400 million last year alone just, just to do this thing that we started in 2014. Yes. So um, we, 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 uh, we did another iteration focusing on renewable energy um, which uh, 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 infi branches uh, so that's actually now currently backed by shell they, they did a two million dollar investment in it and all of that so that so for me you know the venture building thing mm-hmm. and I realized okay look you know what it, it's it's not it's not just about putting money in in businesses it's also about helping them uh, 2016, I gave a little money to a small company called Flutterwave. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I saw small money. How, I saw how you no, know, literally very small money. Because I saw how I, I wished I had I had put a whole lot more because I wanted to put you know like the U.S. banking system messed me up, and I still regret that because I, there was a time I was supposed to send them some money from Wells for Wells Fargo. They just totally messed me up. Mm-hmm. Now, but the thing about Flutterwave, what I loved about them was that it wasn't just about what I what, the money I gave them was insignificant. They mm-hmm. also gave me advice to shares, mm-hmm. you know, to say, okay, because they, they, we need you to help us grow. So now that was actually key because you know, and that's in 2016 we're doing. So the same time we started. Um, um, Google was doing um, 
a startup program called Launchpad, my fr- started by my friend Roy Glassberg. Yes. Who, who uh, visited now, where I'm a partner also in his firm. Um, Roy and my friend Kenneth, you know, like we just, we went to uh, Mountain View. This was the second class. They did one class in January, it was June 2016. Yep. And, you know, I was seeing companies from all over the world, Brazil, Malaysia, everything. And I was seeing these guys, you know, there's no, these, are, these companies had raised millions of dollars. Yes. But they were still so clueless. You know, like, in fact, there are a lot of Nigerian companies that knew um, a lot more about the markets than they did. Mm-hmm. But the difference was that they had better funding. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They had more room to experiment. Then the um, Launchpad program was a phenomenal program where we now took them through, you know, a lot of these guys, they go through accelerators like Y Combinator and all of that, but they don't really, really you know, they, mm-hmm. they, Y Combinator prepares you to make money from investors, but mm-hmm. also prepare you to run business. Mm-hmm. So we now realize that, okay, you know, the venture building was a thing. Um, <laughs> I managed to get, we managed to get um, some African startups like Flutter of Facebook and all of that into the next class of uh, um, of um, Google Launchpad in 2017, you know, and you know um, they eventually decided to start an, a proper accelerator in Africa. Yes. Uh, so we just have been so doing that with them. When I started, I did um, a startup bootcamp with <laughs> you know did um, Seed Stars, did you know. Village Capital is the one that I, I, I found most interesting because, I, you know, I, I saw their model and now realize that, okay, look, you know, this actually makes a whole lot more sense. Because Village Capital is, is much more focused on venture building and acceleration. You know, they, they have a class now. They're doing something together with IBM, 55 founders. Like, you know, like some of the most phenomenal people I have, I have met. Now, with Google... Something else I also learned, which was because <laughs> Google started experimenting with different types of accelerators. They did a, a not-for-profit accelerator. The not-for-profit accelerator had some of the most innovative startups I had ever met in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, I realized that okay, look, like removing the pressures of profit, yep. you know, change everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, like. When you're talking about market creation innovations, the not-for-profits I met were the ones that were really creating markets. Mm. You know, and you know, everything that I learned from all of these um, programs, doing, mm-hmm. you know, I realized that it would be totally useless if I don't take it back home. Yes. Then I also found, found something quite interesting. There were a lot of Africans who are already working. Um, with in places like Google, you know, Facebook, all of those other places. Who, you know, like yeah. who knew all of these things that I knew? That, that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm coming there to discover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, you know, for them, you know, if, 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 a lot of them will have plans of, oh, look, okay, maybe I'll leave. Google even had one uh, area, 120 project, where, mm-hmm. okay, allow them to be entrepreneurs inside, you know, while they're still inside Google. You know, how many area 120 uh, entrepreneurs have become unicorns today? I don't know. From Africa. <laughs> 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 you know, 
I, I, I kept telling them that that wasn't it. You get what I'm saying? Yes. Uh, um, for Flutter Wave, uh, now, my advice to shares <laughs> I want a whole lot more. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm doing everything to back them because I have skin in the game. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yes. So and I said, look, this the best way to, to do. That's why we started, you know, the Africa Diaspora Management Investment Network. Just a couple of friends. I thought, look, you know what? Guys, if I find, today I had a meeting where um, once, so another founder that was in diaspora now came and, you know, really, really, you know, tore one startup to pieces in three hours. Okay, look, what, this is what you guys are doing wrong. It's, that's something that was very, very costly if they had to go get, get, get the, uh, 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 employ somebody to do that. Do you yes. understand what I'm saying? Okay. Yes. I remember that I employed, after that course at Harvard I did, when I was moving to product, I had to, you know, employ a product manager who was living in Boston. Mm. Get her to, I was lucky that she wanted to come to Nigeria by, by herself. Mm-hmm. You know, she worked with us months and everything. But that's very, very costly. You, you understand what I'm saying? And how yes. many people are actually thinking of doing, now it's even much easier that, you know, at, at that time it was hard because, uh, we couldn't exactly. do one of the things that we're doing now. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, the way the world has changed, changed. Yep. since 2013 and 2016 is feasible. Exactly. So it's it's yeah, remote work and remote everything is now much easier. Exactly. So um so we, we just started with a small group of people. So this year we said, okay, look, we're gonna um make watch changing it to what they call Omni Africa. We're going to do do something they hope, you know, have a proper venture building model where you get people who are you know, from experienced founders to... So-